What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Trigger. This is Triggered episode number 213. We're here on Tuesday, September 1st, and we are 63 days out from the November election. You mean from the Trump landslide win? Well, let's hope. Let's it's, hope. We've certainly it's got looking the, that way. We've it's got going the momentum. That way. We've certainly got the momentum. Yep. We just have to keep it up. And uh, because of that momentum, Joe Biden was forced to come out of his basement. Yeah, we smoked him out. And he failed miserably yesterday in doing so. Yeah. You know, we forced the the senile, dementia-ridden, drooling fool to come out of the basement to make a speech. Uh, but Biden didn't go to Wisconsin or, you know, nope. Minnesota, where nope. where six Democrat mayors endorsed President Trump and the polls are indicating that President Trump has a really good chance of flipping Minnesota. Instead, he went to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where he's likely hemorrhaging blue collar workers. Yeah. If you look at the voter registration data coming out of counties in Pennsylvania, the southwest corner of the state is flipping overwhelmingly to red. Yeah. Um, and as we've seen through some interviews on the ground, you have a lot of voters in Pennsylvania also that are still registered as Democrats. Yes, yeah. But they're going to vote for Trump in the yeah. Republican ticket. It's kind of so, like in 2016. And also, I mean, don't get me wrong, I guess, yeah, if you want to, you know, stop the bleeding, you go to South SPA, but uh, you don't go to Pittsburgh to do that. Well, <laughs> Pittsburgh's going to go Democratic no matter what. So just like, what are you doing there, man? It's a complete well, waste yeah, of time. Yeah, the only the that itself, Pittsburgh City and the county yeah. that it's in is going to be the only Allegheny, county in that area yeah. that's going to go blue. Yeah, Allegheny. But he was getting heckled out there by yeah, some Trump supporters, yeah. and it's it's interesting that he took two private jets to Pittsburgh to speak for twelve minutes, and yet again not take any questions. Oh, he got the hell off that stage. So quick. so quick, your head would spin. What's so the quick. point? What's the point of leaving Delaware for that? Well, he could have done that yeah. in front of his fucking house. Yeah. Well, again, like, remember the pop person had to get off that stage because the face was about to melt, so <laughs> he couldn't take questions. It had to get right back so it can go back into the bunker and get the uh, the wax reapplied. Uh -huh. So and and the speech was the most lie filled twelve minutes I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and was, Tucker yeah, Carlson yeah, talked yeah. about that last night. It was just lie after lie. He tried to blame President Trump for all this violence as if these cities aren't led by Democrats. That's when I tuned out. He didn't name Antifa by name, nope. of course. Nope. Or Black Lives Matter, yeah. the ones who are burning these businesses down and looting and rioting. His staffers have contributed to the bailing out of these leftist thugs. Oh, yeah. So oh, We have a big segment on that yeah, later because so, yeah. that's something that's just glossed over. Oh, yeah. The, the press doesn't ask anyone anything about whatever yep. Joe Biden does. You know, President Trump has a damn sniffle, yeah. and it's like DEFCON 1. I know. It's unbelievable. And we need to – I mean Trump keeps offering federal help, and we yep. saw that with Ted Wheeler's letter. Uh, and then the uh, the leftists found out where he lived and kind of sat in the lobby of his apartment complex and said that they weren't going to leave until he resigned and set forth motions to abolish the police department. So – it has been quite the summer to, you know, I think uh, Buck Sexton had a good tweet about it, to these are peaceful protests, to riots, what, what riots, to, well, the Trump supporters are causing all the rioting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the in one sum summer. <laughs> it's the summer of love, don't you know? The summer of love. And uh, we have all the, we have videos, we have the receipts, guys. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not going to be able to gaslight us on this because we have the receipts. And speaking of having videos and receipts of things that were said by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, yeah. one big thing during this speech yesterday, which, by the way, Joe Biden made the big mistake of repeating President Trump's attacks on him so that the videos are I just know. available now. I know, I know. He's like, know. what do I look like? Some, uh, you know, super leftist radical that has a soft spot for rioters and yeah, everyone's like, yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then he also went into lying about wanting to ban fracking. And fracking is obviously a huge issue, not only in Pennsylvania, but nearly everywhere across the upper Midwest. And he said that he has not ever and will not ever want to ban fracking. Mm. Well, there's only one problem with that. You know, let's, let's take a listen to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's own words on this specific issue. I am not banning fracking. Let me say that again. I am not banning fracking, no matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. Like what about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yes. I am not banning fracking, no matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. I am not banning fracking, no matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. 
No more, no new fracking. No matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. We, we are, we are going to get rid of fossil fuels. No matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. Hi. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. Oh, my God. I mean. <laughs> Bye-bye, PA. <laughs> and, and he gets away with this because the leftist lapdog media does nothing to counteract these well, clearly that, I mean, false claims. Any reporter worth his salt would have asked that if he had stuck around to ask, you know, for questions, which is why he scurried away. Yeah, well, I mean, he's right? not going to answer I mean, questions. I mean, I mean, you can't. I it's mean, pretty clear. Just, we're, mean, we're less than, what, 26 days now away from yeah. what's supposed to be the first debate. Uh, we don't know whether that's definitely going to happen or not. I mean, it has I think to happen. If not, Trump's going to make it happen in some way where he gets smoked out of that bunker again. Maybe. It's possible. I, mean, I, I just don't know how they can possibly put him out there. I feel like it is a bigger risk to put him out there than yeah. not. Yeah. And, yeah, he very likely yeah. will lose the election if he doesn't debate. He probably yeah. will lose it if he does debate. But I don't know. Yeah. I, the way he's – he can't even read off of a teleprompter. Yeah, it's bad. And I, mean, gonna, you, I mean, we're going mean, to talk about yeah. that gaffe later on. But, yeah. but he had a, literally a script in front of him and couldn't even put those words together. Yeah, it's bad. And let me tell you, you know, this thing with fracking, I said, you know, obviously it gets our base ginned up. But the, 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 uh, the, the other side of this is the fact that it gives yet another reason for a Bernie Sanders supporter or a progressive leftist to just sit this one out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, I think it does. I mean, I think that's what's being I think that's an underreported aspect of this is all this flip flopping the whole. I mean, that he also said that, you know, uh, rioting is not protesting. All that well, type of stuff. Yeah, of course, you know, he's lying about that. But for a progressive leftist, they're gonna he's gonna see it be like, why should I vote for this guy? Right. Why and should I vote for this guy? If he's you're in trying Wisconsin to or... straddle the Green New Deal yeah. line. He's trying to have it both ways. Can't, and you can't have that. And the same thing with the rioting. He's trying yeah. to have it both ways. Yeah. And you have, you know, Rahm Emanuel a couple of weeks ago saying if I was an, if if I was advising the Biden administration, I would say no new no new uh no Medicare for all, no uh Green New Deal. So yeah. there you go. So again, once again, the never Biden people have all they need to not trust this guy because I think they did, they never trust him from the beginning. Exactly. So sit it out. In fact, please sit it out. It's okay <laughs> to sit it out. Sit it out. And there's no you know, problem. We'll if you see sit you again out. in 2024. Okay, we'll see you in 2024. They'll have AOC by then. Yeah. The Green New Deal. President Trump obviously has no shortage of things to say about it. And uh, he did an interview with Laura Ingram last night. And let's take a listen to this entertaining clip of his new take on the Green New Deal. He's going to do $4 trillion in tax increases. He's going to do things that are going to cost so much on the Green New Deal, which is, which is done by a child. Okay, that's the mind of a child. Because the Green New Deal is ridiculous. It doesn't work. They're going to do things under the Green. You know, the Green New Deal, if you actually did it, is a hundred trillion dollars. That's more money than this country could make this in a thousand years. It's going to be good-paying jobs. All the great-paying yeah, jobs that jobs. Obama apparently didn't create. Let's rip down a building and build a new one with no windows. Okay. Let me tell you, we will never have oh a president God. as entertaining as President Trump. Yeah. There will never be another yeah. entertaining president like this. I mean, this. Biden could die tomorrow. I, well, yeah. I, I mean, the right? Looking, I mean, it's not. He could die. He could drop dead. The tomorrow. way it's looking, I would be And then we will find surprised. out that he's actually been dead for months. But I mean, um, you know, that story <laughs> will come out. But he you know, he continues to gaslight on everything. Yeah. And he said that he has a lot of help. He has MSNBC and the entire media establishment. You mean help. MSDNC? MS, yeah, MSDNC. Exactly. <laughs> you have uh, at this campaign stop. He insinuated that. He basically is trying a mob tactic here of extortion. Pretty He's saying, much, yeah. if you want the rise to stop, the only way to do that is to elect me. Yeah. Well, there's nothing to show that that's the case, I obviously. I mean, did he see what happened in Portland last night? There are more fires and more rioting. That's past so. his bedtime. Oh, it's past true. I forgot. Bedtime. Yeah, it's past his bedtime. And so, but it's not like the speech helped. So, wrong, Joe. He, he <laughs> also leaves out a, a key detail here, yeah. a very key detail that – Members, senior members of his campaign and Kamala Harris have donated or encouraging or encouraged donations to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Yeah. Which, if you don't know what that is, 
that was the fund that was established to to uh, post bail for the rioters, the looters, and the anarchists in Minnesota following the George Floyd shooting. Yeah, which actually should be looked into for fraud because there's no. I think it raised what like twenty five million dollars or something. Yeah, not all that money went to the bail. Obviously. Oh yeah, not to mention so, the amount of money. Where that money went? Where the money go? Where'd it go? Not to mention the money that Black Lives Matter raised. Yeah. Where'd all that money yeah. go? Not to helping Black communities. Yeah. That's very clear. Yeah. It's probably going into the pockets of people like Al Sharpton and the lawyers. Yep. I mean, so this is just so full. Of- that's a post-election operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah when we win. <laughs> well, yeah, we have to win first. Yeah. And and it's very obvious that the liberal hypocrisy is on full display here because you have. The left in Congress blame me, trying to blame President Trump, yet Nancy Pelosi is out there saying they should riot. Yeah, I know. I mean yeah. – Don Lemon said that they should riot. Chris Cuomo said they should riot. All Every, of CNN. Basically the entire institutional left has quasi-endorsed this violence. So to come back and be like, well, this is Trump's America, again, we have the receipts. Yeah, and during <laughs> during the White House press briefing yesterday, uh, Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany called out the hypocrisy of the Democrat media – and uh, let's take a listen to that. It's so interesting to me uh, to see Democrats um, who once disparaged, who ignored the violence, I should say, all of a sudden caring about it. But let's not forget um, what they said previously. Speaker Nancy Pelosi downplaying the violence rocking U.S. cities, ignorantly saying people will do what they do. Uh, Jerry Nadler, when asked about Antifa, he said that that was a myth that's being spread around Washington, D.C. It's not a myth. In fact, an Antifa individual took the life of an innocent Trump supporter in Portland. Um, you have Rep. Ayanna Presley saying that she wanted unrest in the streets. Chris Cuomo saying, show me where it says protesters are supposed to be peaceful. I'll give you an idea, Chris. It's the Constitution. Don Lemon saying, quote, the rioting has to stop, Chris, as you know, and I know it's showing up in the polls. It's showing up in the focus groups. It's the only thing right now that's sticking. So now all of a sudden, 90 days later, I from this podium have talked about law and order. The president has talked about law and order repeatedly, but because the polling has shifted, um, now it's time for the Democrats to deny what they said previously and all of a sudden focus on law and order. Oh, that's just too good. It's great. It's too good. I mean, she she goes up there and she yeah. just slits their throats and yeah. it's amazing. And not only are they hypocrites, but the media could care less about real news. That's something that's understated here is the underreporting of news and the, the total blackout on reporting of certain stories is just as egregious as the fake news yeah. that goes out there. And I mean, I honestly think they tried to think – I think they honestly thought that no one would care about the riots. I mean, the DNC didn't, you know, nothing on it, right? I mean, I guess. And then for f- on an entire week, it was laser focus on the leftist mayhem in the cities, and that's really partially what smoked, smoked Joe Biden out. Yeah. I mean, the, what's happening in Kenosha is definitely impacting the race there. I mean, oh, local, lo- local Democrats are worried that's going to sway. I mean, Trump barely won Kenosha County uh, in 2016, I think by like, I think less than 300 votes. Uh, I think it's going to change this year. It's uh, not just it, affecting it the race there. It's affecting the everywhere. national race. Yeah, everywhere. The national race. And that's why I mean, two they're and a half in a panic. Month, Yeah, I mean, two and a half months ago, Biden was leading, I think, eight to 12 among independents. It has now flipped totally to Trump. Mm-hmm. Trump is now ahead plus 10 with independents, which, by the way, is the election mm-hmm. if it were held today. But yeah. And Caitlin Collins yesterday, who's a real Oh, uh, your winner. favorite gal. Oh, my God. I favorite hate person. her. She asked about tr- uh, Trump supporters using paintball guns to defend themselves. And meanwhile, a Trump supporter was literally shot and killed the night before or two nights before. You know, not much about that. But listen to the president's response, because I think this was perfect. Well, I understand they had large numbers of people that were supporters, but that was a peaceful protest. And paint is not and paint is a defensive mechanism. Paint is not bullets. Uh, Your supporters, your supporters, and they are your supporters indeed, uh, shot a young gentleman who uh, and killed him not with paint but with a bullet and i think it's disgraceful <laughs> he got shot with a, a bullet a real bullet and now he's dead yeah and i that's that's something that needs to be a point that needs to be made and of course she wouldn't shut up about it afterwards talking over everybody else in the room yeah. trying to ask questions which led to the president basically just ending the press conference and saying yeah. all right i'm out of here yeah and then th- this is a real a real good one here. Yeah. If you thought the whole Russia story was over, think again, because over at CNN, 
Uh, rather than place blame for the unrest that's been going on at the feet of the left-wing radicals that are certainly doing this, uh, Dana Bash asked uh, Shifty Adam Schiff the most ridiculous question we've ever heard. I saw this, I know. Just, just wait for this at the end. Listen to this clip. Okay, before we go, I, I really want to ask you about what's going on in Portland, Oregon. Um, police say that they're investigating a homicide after a person was killed last night during violent clashes there. Uh, it comes, of course, just days after two people were killed in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Do you have any reason to believe that Russia is trying to fuel some of the civil unrest in these cities via social media or other methods? I mean, come on. You should be ashamed of yourself. These people. I mean, this is just like, this is, this is, how is this not any different from, I mean, again, we talk about QAnon and everyone's freaking out about that. First of all, I've, I've yet to meet someone who actually believes that. Yeah. yeah. A. B. If we're just going to allow, if you're going to attack that, we're just going to, and, and allow this, then conspiracy theories have no meaning anymore. Not to or mention, let me know. They're no longer disqualifying. Let me know when the street is filled with QAnon people burning buildings down exactly. and killing people. Yeah. yeah let me know so when that happens. So Russia now has co-opted BLM and it's some massive conspiracy now to, I mean, what? I, totally how, absurd. I mean, how is this not any different from InfoWars? It's totally absurd. And they don't, of course, want to talk about Thursday night no. after President Trump's speech at the White House, yeah. how Senator Rand Paul, a sitting U.S. Republican senator, and his wife were attacked by the liberal mob right outside of the White House gates and had to be protected yeah. by the D.C. Police Department, who were under attack themselves yeah. by the protesters that were around them or the rioters yeah. that were I'm around I'm actually them. surprised there wasn't any uh, detail with him, like, a, like a, an official Capitol Police detail. Well, that was the bike brigade. That was di that. That's a different thing. I'm talking like you know. Yeah, but Capitol you know Police isn't automatically assigned unless you're in leadership. Which remember we true. found that out through I, I, the yeah, Scalise I, shooting. I, I, which true. everybody glossed that over. By the yeah, way, I remember know, yeah, a left wing yeah. radical that shot up a congressional yeah. baseball practice. And the FBI said that there was no political motivation behind the shooting, which was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, James but, Comey's yeah, FBI. No, yeah. But uh, no, but I'm just I, I understand leadership gets protection, but like in that situation, that's not. But it's not standard operating procedure. Well, why? Why? Should should a sitting U.S. senator require police protection oh, in the United States Capitol? I mean, he shouldn't. Right. But we all know that there are going to be hordes of crazy people out there. I mean, they tried to – blowing air horns during the whole speech. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know I'm trying to say? But see, <laughs> Julio actually got some good footage of uh, two Secret Service agents got trapped outside of the fence. They had to bring – yank those two behind the protective barrier. The problem is it's not expected that you need that. No, I know. You should be able to leave a speech at the White House here in America yeah. without facing violence from the opposite political party. But unfortunately, yeah. and that's also not the like case. attendees were also being harassed too. I mean, it was not. Oh uh, yeah, Vernon Jones, yeah, the uh, Georgia State Democrat representative who's black, yeah, was accosted. Yep, and you had Alice Johnson attacked, who apparently had to use one of her shoes. Oh my to, god! To defend herself against this liberal mob. I mean, these people are unhinged, and Trump is heading to Kenosha today. And you had the unhinged Democrat governor who set off the riots, yeah, encouraged much. the riots, and then only after the entire city fell into chaos, begrudgingly requested the National Guard. Well, remember, it was impacting the polling. Yeah. He said, you know what? Don't come, President Trump. Well, the Kenosha County Board of Supervisors, who are Republicans, said, yeah. absolutely come yeah. here, President Please, Trump. We want you here. Yeah. As did the local police and everybody else that's around there. And uh, he's heading there today, and I think actually as we're speaking here, he should be landing, and he's going to tour the area that was uh, burned down and looted. And it's a war zone. Yeah. I mean, who wants to live in a war zone, right? The, that's what the left doesn't get here is they're like, oh, yeah, this is fine. You know, we've been doing this for 100 days now. Everything is great. But meanwhile, real Americans don't think so. No. And that's why they're hitting the panic button. And they're yeah. really hitting the and panic button. And it's no button. longer about George Floyd anymore, obviously, folks. I mean, I'm sure you know this. This is about the Marxist revolution now. I mean, and, and, and as you pointed out in past episodes, I mean, like, the mission statement of Black Lives Matter, which has been taken over by white liberals, by the way, as an Oh, aside, yeah, it's all white it's, liberals. It's, all, it's, it's culturally Marxist. They want to get rid of the nuclear family and all that. So it's not about police brutality or racial justice anymore. It's just about burning everything down. Mm -hmm. But they're giving up. I mean, when, you, when you're a lefty... You have a ton of political cover, uh, thanks to CNN, ABC News, CBS News, and the like. So you know, but people are starting to notice after a hundred days. People people notice, and they're getting tired. Suburbanites are coming back to the fold. So, and the yeah. sleepers are waking up after the conventions are over. The sleepers are waking up. 
So. Oh yeah, and if there's if there's one, you know, place in Wisconsin that wouldn't would have been, the one place that the Dems wouldn't want there to be riots. Yeah. It's Kenosha County. Yeah. Because Kenosha County is the swinkiest county yeah. in the swingiest state. Yeah. It's voted for Obama. It's voted for Trump. It's yeah. voted for Scott Walker. It's voted yeah. against Scott Walker. It's voted yeah. for Ron Johnson and Tammy Baldwin. Yeah. All over the place, yep. right? And it's a I, battleground county. It's a fun county. I like so that. Those counties are fun. That's why yeah. it's going to – I mean it's really going to have a huge effect here. And I yeah. think Wisconsin is now – it's firmly in the Trump column. Yeah. And uh, and Michigan's all tied up now. I don't know if you saw yeah, that Yeah, and Selena Zito wrote a great column today on townhall.com about yeah. why the Kenosha riots could matter in November. And I think they will absolutely matter in November. People – you know, we're 60 days out now. Yeah. And so, you know, the whole long memory thing here, it's not really a factor anymore. Yep. Anything that happens in this 60 days now will have a huge impact on the yeah. final vote on Election Day. Man. Not to mention that early voting in many states starts two weeks from now. Yeah. So. And let me tell you, these people, they ain't going away. No, they're not. They're not. They're going to keep on burning because they don't care about parties or anything. They just care about mayhem and, you know, so. Well, they're certainly not listening to uh, the Dem leaders that are now saying... Stop the rioting? Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I, I don't get... Yeah. I don't get how they could just flip like that, but, you know, Democrats are real good at flip-flops, so yeah. here's what, you know, what's happening. And in Portland, we're on, what, 95 yeah, consecutive 90, nights yeah. of violent riots, yep. and... Ted Wheeler, who said that he doesn't want President Trump's help last week, well, now Chad Wolf, the acting Department of Homeland Security secretary, soon to be confirmed, I believe, yeah. uh, he has been put up for formal nomination, he said that basically your time is running out. And if yeah. you can't get things under control, we're going to come back in there and we're going to take control ourselves. Yeah. You will be displaced. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think, what's going to happen here is that if President Trump gets reelected, He's going to have the official mandate from the people to crack down, and there's going to be a massive surge of not only federal law enforcement, but probably National Guard in all of these cities yeah. to crush the crime and to get these things back under control. They have to. Here, here in Virginia, I can't believe this is happening. This is just totally disgusting to me. The Virginian Democrats have now passed a law making it easier to attack cops. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. How, you might ask. That's because they have now reduced the penalty for assaulting a police officer from a felony to a misdemeanor. Oh, okay. And the bill also says that such a crime to be charged must result in bodily injury to the police officer and can no longer be committed as a simple assault. Ah, okay. How can voters stand for this? It's just so perplexing to me that what we face as a country if we lose, God forbid— and I don't think we're going to at this point. But if we do, we are sincerely. It's going to be like uh, Mad Max. It'd be worse <laughs> than that. <laughs> I mean, police officers. The only the only thing helping them protect themselves is the penalty of law. Yeah. What What then? It's going to be open season on cops. Is that what the left wants? I guess they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they absolutely do. Because it's what the mob wants, and yeah. they're now completely. They've totally caved to the mob. It's so. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, mean I mean, I mean, the, the the Wheeler case is a prime example. It's not your friend. The mob will engulf you. Yeah. And you know, he tries to placate. You know, the whole stay away. Trump. He literally said stay away mm-hmm. in his letter. And then they come to his apartment complex and do a sit-in. They want him to resign. They have hurled horrible things at him. They don't care. And it's not just a sit-in they're doing at his apartment building. They set a fire in the street. Yep. They're setting off commercial fireworks right next to the building, which the were clearly exploding on the building. They entered a nearby dentist's office and set it on fire, regardless of the fact that people live in the apartments above it. And after police held themselves back in order to, quote, de-escalate the situation to no avail, then the <laughs> cops finally had to break up the dangerous <laughs> riot. There was fires all over the place. Like, it's just unbelievable. And th- this is what they call peaceful? I know. I'd hate to see what they call not peaceful because it's it's just one thing after another with these people. And there's one thing that they understand and it's force. Yes. And that's what Honestly, that, that that has to be, you know, the remedy here. Sorry. It's been it's been 90 days, man. I know. It's been weeks of this. Shit. I know. You got a wheel in the tanks. I agree.
Wheel in the tanks, put those bayonets on those M16 rifles, and just go to town. I agree. I mean, it's done. Sorry. I mean, it has to happen. Let's so, switch I mean, People gears. are dying in the streets now. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, armed citizens now have to, like, protect their property, like, because but cops can't do their jobs. But that's been happening the whole time, and it nobody seemed to be freaking oh, out. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, You yeah, had David yeah. Doran killed. There's a long yeah. list of people that have been killed by these yeah. riots, a lot of whom are black. Yeah. And you won't hear Black Lives Matter no. talking about that. No. But let's switch gears here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's yeah, talk about FISA abuses because we just had an announcement just before we started to record here. Attorney General William Barr announced with FBI Director Christopher Wray that he, he has authored two memos dated as of today that the Justice Department will, quote, empower the FBI to build a more robust internal compliance program and will ensure, among other things, the accuracy of FISA applications as well as the active oversight of applications targeting federal elected officials, candidates for federal elected office, and their staffs. And this is obviously all in response to the FISA abuses that happened under the Obama administration. Yeah. Interestingly enough, FBI Director Christopher Wray said he agreed with these changes. Uh, he's going to be out the door should yeah. we win re That's like a stay of execution. He's just doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he sucks. He sucks so much. I'm pretty I, sure he's the person who buried that DOJ memo that, that totally exonerated Flynn of being a Russian agent six days after his interview with the FBI in January of 2017. Was, what was Ray back then, though? He was... Uh, what was he? He was. I think he was part of the investigation. Was he? Yeah, I don't think so. Because Brett Bear so. asked him about it, and then he kind of was like, oh, "Well, I think that question." I think that was him just not wanting to answer it. I don't yeah. think he was in the investigation. I could be wrong, but that seems like yeah. not something that I'm going to write about do today. Don't worry. Would about be it. to choose him if he was around yeah. there. Well, um, yeah, I, I don't trust anybody in that building right now. Though. Oh, I agree. And either way, should we win the election, yeah. he's going to be fired. Yeah, and he should be fired. Clean house. But General Flynn has suffered a major setback. Yeah, not good. Um, not and good. you've been following this, so what happened yeah. with that? Okay, basically there was the en banc review, <laughs> and now Judge Sullivan can hear, you know, basically have a hearing about the, the DOJ motion to drop the criminal charges against Flynn, mm -hmm. which will not be held until after the election. So, you know, it is what it is, folks. You know, he remains in legal purgatory. It, it, was, not, it was not a close rule. It was eight to two. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is what an innocent man who has been whose life has been destroyed by this Russian collusion delusion remains in in this legal back and forth, this legal mm -hmm. war. So, and his uh, lawyer Sidney Powell, who is yeah, amazing, who's turned stated, this whole thing around. By the way, Flynn will be in jail at this point. If yeah, for her, if it was for honestly, lawyers, she yeah. really did. She took a sledgehammer to the government's case. And she said, quote, General Flynn is a defendant without a prosecutor. A court yeah. can't continue a prosecution on its own. That's, and that's true. true. The prosecutor resigned. The def you know, nobody, the DOJ wants to dismiss the charges. The, obviously, the defense team wants the charges dismissed. There is no case. There is no case. The DOJ, now, unfortunately, the DOJ memo, I think, can't be submitted into evidence in the, in the appeal because that's after the fact. Yeah. But, I mean, there is there is no case if you look at the, to the totality of the evidence. Well, I think either unearthed. way... Either way, this is going to work out for Flynn because yeah. either he's going to uh, get exoneration from the court or, or God forbid, should President Trump lose, he will certainly get a pardon yeah. before President Trump leaves office. Yeah. Um, so uh, he's not going to go to jail, but his life's been destroyed yeah. and his reputation's been tarnished. And yeah. I hope he sues the shit out of those old lawyers because they yeah. were negligent. Him and Carter Page have has have, have their have had their lives just torched by this this yeah. media manufactured myth. It was a total lie. It was, it was a total lie. It was almost as bad as the Duke. It was like Duke Lacrosse scandal. It was a total uh -huh. lie. I mean, again, this is a little bit worse, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> and mean, we have a lot of people saying. Some people are saying oh. that Durham info could be coming this week <gasps> before Labor Day. Some say yes, that will happen. Some say no, and I, I'll believe it when I see it because, yeah. you know, how many times have we heard this? Yeah. But remember, Barr, when he testified on Capitol Hill, said that he expects some info to be released before Labor Day. So, and Labor Day is Monday, so we'll see what happens there. Yep. However, we have on another front related, though, the uh, Director of National Intelligence, John Ratcliffe, gave an update saying that he is assisting... John Durham's investigation, and that more documents related to Spygate and this investigation 
are expected to be declassified soon. So this could be what people are thinking is coming this week. Who knows? Uh, But either way, it's, you know, Durham got his first scalp last month when he got the FBI lawyer that altered evidence to get the FISA warrants. Yeah, Kevin Kleinsmith, whatever his name is. Yeah. And you still have the liberal media who anytime it said that the FBI and the the intelligence apparatus spied on the Trump campaign, which is a fact. Yes. That's a fact. We know that to be true. They say, oh, no, that's not true. Yeah. I mean, what alternate reality are these people living in? Well, I mean, for months they they said it was crazy talk, and then all the documents, you know, proved us right. So they have to kind of, you know, suffocate it with a pillow. It's an as-expected response. But, yeah, they spied on them, and they got caught. Remember, they got caught. Yep. And, I mean, I worry that should we lose, God forbid, which I don't think is going to happen, mm-hmm. but should we lose, all these people are going to get away with it all. Yeah. The investigations will be ended, and it's just going to be like it never, ever happened. Yeah. And the Dems will, will write the history to say it never happened, and the biggest political scandal in the history of our country will be whitewashed. Yeah. I don't know if you can say that anymore. <laughs> but. It, it you know now they they're like oh you can't say blacklist and whitelist get the yeah f- out I'm, of here so, with that. I'm gonna keep saying it it's ridiculous yeah. totally ridiculous uh, let's talk about polls here and some electoral stuff yes. because you wrote a good article yesterday about a new set of polling that's come out yeah that you know polling is like a crack addiction it it's is. great when it's good for us yep. and it sucks when it's not good for yeah. us but the the reason that these polls have had such a a groundswell and a shift yeah. is because they finally are starting to get closer and closer to the actual likely voter model. Yeah. Right? And pe- more all, people are paying attention now. All these months, yeah. all these months, they're using these D plus 12 samples, yeah. which is totally unrealistic. Yeah. Or they're oversampling people with college degrees. Yeah, that too. I mean, that too. Well, so what? what's in these polls and oh, who's giving a warning now that he's super oh, concerned? Oh, my God. Tons of stuff. First of all, like, like we mentioned before, you know, independents now favor Trump by 10 plus points. Mm-hmm. He has seen a spike in Hispanic and black voter support. He is leading uh, – well, some polls he's leading Biden nationally and he's uh, neck and neck or either leading in all the, in the key battleground states, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Florida. And – even in the morning console poll, which is because I, I added that to throw in like a little, little more of a left-leaning poll in there, he's cut Biden's lead by half. I think it's now 50-44. Mm-hmm. So even if it's within single digits, you know that it's a lot closer, A, in terms of the real polling. And also, it, 60 days out, Trump, you know, he's, excuse me, within striking distance of Biden on this, um, never count him out. Again, never count out this guy, especially when he's down. Uh, in fact, I think he performs better when he is the underdog. So well, new- now all all things are pointing towards a winning coalition. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of liberal tears in the forecast if this keeps going. A November. new Hill and Harris X poll found that President Trump's support among black voters rose by nine percentage points yes. through the RNC. Yeah, up to twenty four percent. Yeah, that's I that's mean big. That's big. You I know, know yeah. I don't know that it's going to be that high, to no. be honest. But if it's but, if, if it breaks double digits, which I think it will, because he got 9% in 16, I think he'll get anywhere from 11 to 14. I would not be surprised. If but there that. is two dynamics going here, right? You have the increase in black support, yeah. but you also have a decrease in black enthusiasm for Biden yes. after picking Kamala Harris. Yes. People, African Americans, black voters, especially young black males, do not like no. Kamala Harris. No, and it's been it's been yeah. shown in you know we've the seen polling. posts from people, yeah. we've seen polling. Yeah. So if they liked her, black Democrats would have been able to keep her alive a little bit longer in the primary race. Uh-huh. Remember exactly. And she, remember, and she didn't last that long. Andrew Yang and Tom Steyer lasted longer. Mm-hmm. So Hispanic um, support is also up. Yeah. Um, and there's one influential Democrat who's sounding the alarm. Actually, two of them who were yeah. sounding the alarm. Uh-huh. Uh, Michael Moore yeah. and Bill Maher. Yeah. Both of them say they are very, very, very concerned. Yeah. That Trump will win again. Yeah. And They've seen this movie before. Yeah. And, you know, Michael Moore, uh, you know, was like, you know, listen, Trump is tied 47-47 with Biden here in Michigan. The, mm-hmm. the, the enthusiasm – we talked – sorry, the enthusiasm. That's what I forgot to mention. The enthusiasm for Trump is off the charts. Biden, not so much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I honestly think uh, right now we're, head, we're, headed for, we're headed for a total and complete victory. But, again, it's still 60 days out. A lot can happen. 
But yeah, it's I don't see a lot of good happening that, that could benefit Biden. I mean, you see the markets, man. You know, NASDAQ had like their fifth best month ever. Five consecutive months. The markets are going great. The jobs reports are going are, – are, are well. We're, we're in a V-shaped recovery here. Well, that's We've had why good COVID news. I mean, the vaccine warp mm-hmm. speed is humming along. We fe- the CDC found out that in terms of um, people without comorbidities, the COVID you – know, only 6%. I think are attributed to that directly. Yeah, from COVID, I feel like that. Right? That is a little bit of an exaggeration, to be honest. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I mean, we haven't had like you know, it's it's there's been antigenic shift, and now everyone's going to get it. Or something the reason like that, that the death rates have been massively declining yeah. is because of the therapeutics that have that been too. developed by President Trump. Yep, signed off by Trump. So that's, that's Trump why thing. everybody under seventy years old is seeing a massive you know, positive outcome increase yeah. over what was the original beginning of the China virus. And the the Dems are hitting the panic button. They really are hitting the panic button. They moved up, you know, obviously his in-person campaigning schedule. They've moved up ad buys in places like Minnesota, where they think they're hemorrhaging support among blue-collar white voters. And Ellie uh, Bufkin, our writer here at Town Hall, was in Pennsylvania yesterday visiting the battleground counties, right? 2016, the way that President Trump won Pennsylvania in 2016 was he flipped three counties that had been previously carried by Barack Obama, right? Yeah. Uh, She made a stop in Northampton County, a county that resoundingly supported Obama in 08 and 12, Mm -hmm. but then ditched Hillary Clinton and resoundingly supported Trump. It made a massive flip. It was like 60% to 60% in the opposite direction. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There, which Joe Biden claims is his country, the Trump supporters threw the roof. And you have, you know, one of the steel manufacturers there that closed down. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to bring back domestic manufacturing. And she took an Uber ride, right? And yeah. one of the Uber drivers, John, who, who said he was shocked to learn that Northampton is a battleground county because he says, quote, everyone here likes Trump. And if Trump is going to take these counties that he flipped and increase his support there, along with the rest of the support increasing across the rest of the state. I mean, what did he win Pennsylvania by last time? It was like a point, right? Yeah, it was if, close. This could be two to four points, I close. think. And it, it, what, I mean, another key county that, that helped that was the fact that he split with Hillary in Bucks County, 4848. Uh-huh. And people talk about enthusiasm. You know, Hillary. people forget Hillary Clinton had really good turnout in, in the Philadelphia area. Yeah. In fact, more people voted for Hillary in 2016 than Obama in 2012. So in that state... I don't think there was in that in the in the key Democratic bastion. There was not a big you know enthusiasm problem for Hillary, uh, mm-hmm. and that one Trump just out outright won the same thing where he did in Florida. Mm-hmm. So I, you know if this is the case, um, oh, oh, oh man, yeah, I think Trump can actually win Bucks County out uh, you know outright. Well, not outright, maybe like fifty two forty eight. But if that happens, well, Trump's gonna win. I mean, in, that, I mean that's the blueprint for winning that state. For if you're a, you know a Republican, you got to win Bucks County. In it's the, a must. In the well, I don't know actually. I don't know if I agree with that anymore. I yeah. think that that used to be the. Uh, I mean, Toomey, the, Corbett, you know, that's the way. That used to be the yeah. demographic, but because of the shifts in the rest of the in state, the, the places. In the, the parts of the T. The, the places that used yeah. to vote solidly Democratic, you don't need to necessarily carry or yeah. even come close to splitting Bucks yeah. County anymore because it outweighs the rest of the state. True. That's true. Absolutely. I think that realignment is underestimated, yeah. and that's going to really show its head in this yeah. election. And a lot, I think a that, lot of assumptions with these Dem polls in these counties. Exactly. Too. There's a lot of exactly. assumptions because, you know, like, I think you know, I mean, like, 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 Ellen noticed, uh, noted. These are former Democratic bastions. Well, I mean, there's a lot of these. For well, God's sakes, they spent most of the time in the basement this cycle. So I mean, right. you can't, you can't these imagine. these leads, these <laughs> Democrat leads that they're showing here are built. You know, it's like Jenga. It right? is. Yeah. They're trying to build this up and say, oh yeah. well, look, and make themselves feel better. Yeah. Which actually may end up hurting them in the long run. Yeah. But you have. You know, the the average of polls now, it's dipped to Biden plus 6.2, which is the closest that this race has been, yeah. according to the average of polls, the entire time that this race has been going on. Yeah. And you have the betting odds, which a lot of people are using to indicate where, you know, the overall anecdotal feeling of the race yeah. is, which yeah. is very important. Yeah. You know, not only the stock market, but you have the political yeah. betting market, too, yeah. which for the first time now in uh, quite some time is tied and President Trump is seeking into the lead. Yep. And that's been that way since June. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the times where uh, it wasn't looking so hot for us, that certainly has flipped. 
Yeah. The momentum or the Trump momentum as we yeah, yeah, as yeah. we've coined is on our side. Yeah. And I'll say it again, President Trump has his mojo back. He looks yeah. energized, he's yeah. ready to get out there, he's ready to win this election, you know, 60 days to go, it's going to be a slog. Yeah, know. Who knows if the debates are going to happen. Those still loom as the overarching real decider yeah. in this election. That, but those are, yeah, those are those will be decisive. But you know what? One one has you know. I have to ask if this was like if COVID didn't hit, the Chinese virus didn't hit, and Trump was out there this whole time all summer on the campaign trail the way he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. There's no way that Biden would be ahead. No yeah, way. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely no way. Trump would be ahead by I think by maybe five six points. Mm-hmm. Would be absolutely flipped. Yeah, he I has mean, no stamina. Remember, he's in the basement the whole time. Can you imagine him being out there the way? Like, I mean, Hillary well, could hack it. And he, let me tell you, all it takes is you know we, I, we talk about him having a bad debate moment, him being out there and looking tired, and having a moment where he kind of maybe slips off the stage or something as he's exiting, not taking questions. Oh well, yeah, that could exactly. Be, that could be a very bad moment. There would have been gaffes. There would yeah, have been a lot of gaffes. Yeah. That would have been a huge yeah. difference. But I'm talking even now, still. I mean. Two stops, I think Joe is shot. Yeah. I mean, if he, well, you if saw he gets today, woozy, weak in the knees, not not good. Yeah, you so. saw today, they're doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he needs a whole take, day off now because off. of... I know, that 12-minute speech was a killer. It was so tough, right? Yeah. I mean, pre- President Trump takes questions nearly every day. Yeah. So I just don't know how the left continues to cover for this yeah. and, and think it's acceptable. Yeah. You know, they really just want an empty vessel to be elected into the White House so they yeah. could do whatever they want. You can't run out the clock on this vote. And, yep. I'm, and it's, it's honestly unbelievable that they could run out the clock when, like, the left coast and all these Democrat regions are, mm-hmm. like, on fire. Yep. So, you know what? I mean, whoever is uh, leading the the uh, the campaign team over there, they got a crackerjack group of workers over there. Mm-hmm. So, But, hey, you know what? I'm and not, when when I'm Ellie asked uh, a voter in Northampton why they felt so strongly about supporting President Trump, jobs. Yeah, that was what was said. Yeah, and it pens in Pennsylvania, a union leader, which yeah. union leaders in Pennsylvania, oh, yeah. have been part of the dem machine of, for a sway, long time. A lot of sway in that state. Quote of Joe Biden speaking here. Quote. He scares me now. Is he embracing the Green New Deal or whatever they're calling it? He needs to get some stuff straight. Yeah. So that's why you saw him come out and say he's not against fracking yesterday, yeah. even though he very clearly is and has said so, yeah. what, 25, 30 yeah. times. Can't trust him. No, you, you can't, can't trust him. You can't Joe. trust him, especially with him, uh, especially with uh, who he picked as VP, mm-hmm. among other things, and who's going to, you know, who he needs to win this election. No way. There's no way. You can't trust Joe yep. on that. If you're a union worker and working on, you know, the Marcella Shale and whatnot, can't do it. Yeah. So. I agree. I mean, if you're union worker, you can't do it. And if you're progressive leftist, uh, obviously that, that statement may, you know deflated your enthusiasm and, and you know increased your distrust of him. So you should stay home. So mm-hmm. for the union worker, vote for Trump. <laughs> Keep your job. If you're a leftist, stay home and wait until next cycle. Yeah, I mean – I mean – You have a case here where I think average Americans have already – solidified their opinion on these riots and the law and order right like they're they're trying to flip the script too late and yeah it's not going to stick with people that have a brain because they've seen what's been going on here right republicans and independents know exactly what's been going on in this country so i think that their play at this is is just totally not going to work and with all this momentum that we have built up now I think that coming into Labor Day, you know, President Trump is in an extremely strong position to be reelected. And yeah. it's the, certainly the best that I've felt in months, even though I've felt pretty good the entire time. Because, you know, the feeling was palpable that something like this was going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. That eventually the electoral ground beneath would shift in such a way that it would stick Democrats out in the cold. Yeah. And... I, I truly do believe that if the election was held today, that we would have a really good shot at taking back the House. Who knows if that holds until November, but I, I think we're in a solid position to at least retain the Senate by one seat, which is important. And and the Senate's basically going to go with whatever way I think the presidential goes. But it it really is astounding that the Democrats still have such a level of support. It really is I, – I think it's being overestimated. Yeah. It, because, you, you know, polls are built on percentages, right? Yeah. And you ha- say you have a poll that's like Biden 47, Trump 45, which is similar to what a lot of what we're seeing. Yeah. 
That doesn't account for, one, the oversampling of Democrats. Yeah, the enthusiasm gap. The enthusiasm gap, which is huge. Yep. And the shy Trump voter yes, also. Yes, the sleepers. Which, you pile all that together. Yeah. There's a real shot that Trump will have it at least coming close to evening out the popular vote. Yeah. And if that happens, it's an electoral landslide. I mean, it is. I mean, and, and if, I mean, the highlight of the RNC for me, besides Trump's awesome acceptance speech mm-hmm. and the fireworks and Nessun Dorma being played at the end. That was good. Was the C-SPAN callers. Yeah. All of whom were former Democrats. I'm not talking like, you know, I was a Democrat, you know, for like five years. No, no. These are lifelong Democrats, people who've had family histories ingrained in the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Are all saying that they love the RNC, they love what Trump is doing, and that they're going to support him. I mean, you have a Hillary supporter in New York who zeroed in on what a lot of people are tired of in these areas, the crime. She's yeah. like, I was a Hillary supporter. Her name was Jennifer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Hillary supporter. I'm tired of being tired. I need a change. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of the crime. You know? I mean, and Trump thinks that he's you know, he's going to make a run for New York. Uh, I don't know if that's the best allocation of resources. Yeah. Uh, given the map, but he feels confident given what De Blasio and Cuomo have done that he could maybe increase his vote share. Maybe I don't know if he's going to win the state, but well, they, I would rather him going to the Rust Bowl with that money. But, yeah, that, but, but that, 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 that's just me. But it's worth throwing some money into upstate New York and yeah. places outside of New York City, yeah. Long Island, yes, that traditionally elect Republicans to the House. Yeah. Because the House is going to be key. If we want to get anything done in the second term, yeah, we, we need to have the House. We got to get that House back. So, if I mean, want- at least, you know, if we, uh, you know, don't take the House, at least if we keep the Senate and, and the presidency, yeah. we keep socialism from taking over, yeah, right? That's yeah. a victory in itself. But if, but if we yeah. really want to get stuff done, yeah. we need to have the House. You got to complete, if you want to complete the wall, we, gotta, we need the House. You want another second, you know, Trump tax cuts round two, we need the House. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. So, uh, also... You know, having the House investigate some of the deep state stuff would help. Yeah, would yeah, help. that's for sure. So, well, you know, they had to stop doing the election briefings to Congress because they were just leaking it to the yeah, press. Yeah, of course right they were leaking it to the press. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous what the, what was being, uh, you know, leached out of those briefing rooms. Yep. Stuff that no one should hear, but whatever. That's the Dems. They want to hurt America, scare America. Yep. Last but not least, we have the Biden gaffe of the day, yeah. uh, which comes straight out of his uh, part of his 12-minute Pennsylvania speech yesterday. Oh, his applesauce uh, moment? Yeah, let's see, you know, uh, let's see if you can figure out what the hell he's trying to say, because I couldn't. Roll that clip. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, when you think about it. More lives this year than any other year for the past hundred years. I mean, the guy's just oh, totally gone. God, he shot. He shot. And That's, that was a 12-minute speech. Remember, he needs to be on a, a debate stage without that teleprompter with Trump for two hours. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's an hour and a half. But an hour and a half? Yeah. When the, oh, my God. The debates have never been two hours, I don't think. I think they have been. Really? They should be. It should be three hours, given what the COVID has done. <laughs> it should be three hours... Of total debates and no standing. I mean, sorry, no sitting, all standing. Well, they want to do sitting. That's something that the Biden campaign is pushing for. They want to have it be seated. Oh, I wonder why. Trump is pushing against that, obviously. Yeah. I I don't know. I really don't think that Joe Biden's going to debate. I've come full circle on that now. Well, then he should, Trump should get in the Trump Trump bus. They should set up outside of his house where he can blast what he's going to say. At the Biden compound in Delaware. And smoke him out. So. I mean, what do they have to gain by having him debate? Who, Biden? Right? I mean, maybe maybe he looks cogent, but how long does that last? Yeah. I, so. I, I mean, I don't know. If I, you are, I mean, I, again, it, I understand. If I'm putting on my Democrat hat here and trying to get into these people's warped minds, obviously you want to, like, create some type of excuse to avoid this event. Because mm-hmm. given that ap- – the mind is applesauce moment right there. I mean y- if that happens with Trump right next to him, oh my god. Well, oh my yeah. god. He'll, he'll get killed. Uh, he'll it, get killed. It would be a very uh, Nixonian moment it will be, you know, with yeah. the whole – I, I, I just don't know that they're going to do anything about it. Like uh, it doesn't make sense to me why he would debate at this point. It's too much downside. It's too much risk. 
Yeah, it's a risk to not debate, right? Yeah. But it's also a bigger risk but I to also, debate. True, but I also think that if these riots keep going, which they ha- which they will keep going, yeah. um, I mean, that's the reason why he's out there now, man. I mean, debate, no debate. He's out there because the people are starting to notice the rioting. I mean, if you're going to be out and about, there really is no reason. There's no legitimate excuse except for him having COVID, which would not be good <laughs> yeah. if to avoid these debates. I mean, he has to. So if he doesn't, okay, he he debates, he trips up, he up the poll, you know, he sinks in the polls, he avoids the debate, gets hammered for avoiding the polls plus the rioting. He's still gonna probably sink in the polls. Mm-hmm. There's no good way to do this. So I think the best thing is for people to hold. If you're a Democrat, hold your breath. Prep him the best he can and hope that he doesn't have, you know, a moment. Yeah, I guess. I mean, talk about rolling the dice. I would not bet the mortgage on that. But, I mean, there's no – I mean, he's with – Trump is within single digits of him this this far out. There's no – you have to you have to do it. I think you have to do it. Yeah, maybe. And, and, and also, basic, on basic principle, we haven't had – this is a, not a normal election cycle. We have to have some resemblance of a debate between the two d- candidates. You know, this isn't 1968 anymore. Like, you got to have a debate. Yeah, I guess your confidence in is higher than mine at this point. I I just don't see them. I mean, I don't. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be shocked if he tries to if he pulls out and says, "Yeah, yeah." I'll take the abuse, and but it's not good. Oh yeah, certainly certainly the media will probably hopefully hammer him for that. I mean, even they can't even defend that. Yeah. I mean, even CNN is saying, "What the you got? We we need to ask more questions. You need to take more questions." Yep. Yep. But. I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't know. All I know is it's going to be a long 60 days. It is. And uh, we'll have to see what, what President Trump has up his sleeve. I'm sure it's quite a bit. Yeah. The ads are starting to roll out there. And uh, I think they're well suited to take more states than they did last time. So yeah. we're gonna, we'll are gonna we be here, obviously, with you, Trigger Through the Long Haul. Yep. Um, of course, we have the new Town Hall Media Elections Podcast, War for the White House. Uh, episode five dropped on Friday, which was uh, uh, co-hosted by yours truly and uh, our good guys Stephen Cruiser and Vakapunin over at PJ Media. Episode six is dropping today, hosted by uh, Town Hall's Ellie Buffkin and Hot Airs Ed Morrissey and Jazz Shaw. Of course, Ellie was just in the Swing Counties of Pennsylvania, so we'll have some awesome info to share. Be sure to tune in. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TownHall.com. Give us your five-star ratings and reviews. Of course, email us with anything you'd like at TriggeredTownHall.com and follow us on Twitter at TriggeredTHM. We will be back here on Thursday for another episode of Triggered. Later. Oh, no,